like good conversation? I know I do. And this next guest, Denishi Blake, is someone who I literally think anybody could have a good conversation with. Denishi is really awesome, based out of San Francisco, California, uh, which is a booming place uh, right now. And her approach to nutrition and health is really interesting and one that I enjoyed speaking with her about. Uh, but we also covered a variety of different things from her uh, pedal-powered um, bike and smoothie blending business to visiting Japan, Tesla, Yellowstone National Park. We covered a lot of things, and uh, I think that's the beauty of this podcast is we're not just presenting people and what they do in their jobs. Who you are in your job does not define who you are as a human being. And who you are as a human being is greatly based off of all of your experiences. Hopefully that's a more well-rounded experience than what you do to make money. And uh, so I love having that with as many people as possible discussing who they are in a larger scale of their life. So please uh, check out the uh, time that we had together with our talk. It was really wonderful, very informative. And if you love the show, you enjoy checking it out, please subscribe on uh, Apple iTunes uh, so that when new episodes come out, they pop up on your phone. Right now we're pushing about two to three episodes a week that come out. So just trying to stay consistent and provide good content and quality. So without further ado, I present to you Denishi Blake. Okay, here we go. Okay. Back again. Well, Denishi, thanks for agreeing to come on the podcast and chat with me a little bit today. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. So uh, you are like many people I meet through LinkedIn. I just reach out, we have a conversation, and I just get a feeling, and I got a good feeling about you. That is so cool. Thank you so much. No problem. So you're in San Francisco, right? I am. I am in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. It's beautiful out here. Bay Area. Yes, So sir. is San Francisco, like, isn't the weather, doesn't it get better, like, in the fall than it is in the summer? It does. It actually fluctuates. We have some of the weirdest weather, but it's beautiful. You dress in layers here, you know, you... Yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and so have you been there most of your life? Yep. I was born and raised in the Bay Area. I left for a little while, and I moved... Uh, to Los Angeles for a few years, and I lived in the Atlanta area, but uh, there's no place like home, as they say. That's right. So what are your thoughts, feelings about the current state of San Francisco? I know there's a lot of opinions about, um, you know, tech companies and the rising costs of living. What are, you, what are your thoughts about it? Well, you know what? It, it is happening. Um, I am a witness of it. I, I've grown up and seen San Francisco and Oakland now is is the new target um but I oh, okay. oh yeah oh yeah it, it's happening all over the bay but you know I believe that there's uh resources out there and things that you can to to do to make life easier for you and I've been looking into these tiny homes you know um, ah. uh-huh, and creating and seeing what I can create out of that. There's always a way to make life, 
easy and simple. So tiny homes is what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> really? I didn't know that you were going in that direction. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I'm not looking at, you know, like a micro tiny home, you know, but I'm something around the area about 400, 500 square feet is plenty for me. I'm a minimalist. I don't need a whole mm-hmm. lot. Um, I don't believe in spending 500,000 a million dollars on a place that I live. Uh, I want to I'd rather <laughs> use that money to travel and see the world and do some things, you know. You know, it's interesting you have that because, um, you know, I moved from Las Vegas after 15 years and, and, and the housing market is rising there. And then we moved yes. up here to Blaine, Washington. We were able to turn that money into living right next to the beach. Nice. And, which is nice, you know, but for a reasonable price. Exactly. Like, next to the beach for 300 something thousand dollars. You can't nice beat home. it. Now, see, that right. you can't beat. Now, see, that's different, right? That's <laughs> I would do very that as different, well. Though. <laughs> yeah. But in your situation in the city like that, it's like, man, millions of dollars for very little space. for a very small space. And it's just it doesn't make any sense. But a lot of people are are taking these opportunities to you can change your backyard or rezone your backyard for what they call the adult dwelling units, which is people can put their tiny homes in their backyards and make a little extra money and people can <laughs> live comfortably. I, I think it's a win win. Wow, I didn't know that was going on. That sounds pretty interesting. It is. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. San Francisco was I've been there several times and I'm just like, man, I love visiting, but it's it's just a different place for me, you know? It's uh it's just different. It is know? different. It is different, but I mean, you know, I guess me being from here, this is home. We've got the water. You can drive up to L.A., you've got the, the mountains, right. you've got the snow, all within, you know, two or three hours of one another. So it's, it's you know, best of both worlds. I tell you, when I last time I went there, I did the Alcatraz tour, very touristy. But <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, it was awesome. Yeah. I loved it. It was pretty <laughs> cool, man. It was all about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost yeah. pumped. Yeah, were you really? I went when I was about 10. I didn't like it. I just did like. Well, you were it. 10. Though. I was. I mean, 10. <laughs> That's true. I did it when I was like in my 30s. You know, I yes. was like, maybe a little different, you know. <laughs> this is true. Maybe I'll try it again. But, you know, being in the middle of the, of nowhere and you're surrounded by jail cells. I mean, and then I can just. <laughs> we don't like jail cells. I we do I, not like jail cells. We don't like jail cells. And you can. Feel the energy. It just didn't feel good. I don't know, but anyway. You know what? You're right about the energy. When I was there, it definitely is very, very ominous there, yes. and it's just very like, man, it's very eerie. Exactly. It's just eerie. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I, I'm a, a very energetic person. I can feel yeah. when things ain't right. So yeah. So what about this? So I'm 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 working my way into what you do. That's what I do. I gotta ease my way into. Okay. I talk to people. You know. Okay. This ain't no jump in type of thing. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, are you involved? Do you like, how do you get, how do you feel about the food scene in San Francisco? I went there. It was very delicious. Uh, Oh, really awesome. Well, you know, I, I, I'm a plant-based, I eat plant-based vegan foods. Um, Mm. So Mm. I have scouted out and have found several amazing um, food places here in the Bay area. So I, I love it, you know, and I, and honestly, anywhere that you go, you can find good food. It exists everywhere, you know? So, yeah. yeah. I use an app called Happy Cow. Happy Cow. Yeah, Happy Cow. And Happy Cow allows you to put in 
if you're looking for a vegan restaurant, it'll find it anywhere that you are in the country. So, wow, are you guys here? Happy cow. That I have never happy heard cow. of that, but shout out to happy cow. Okay. Yes. Come on, happy cow. <laughs> show, show us the way. <laughs> so how has, how did you come to that decision to be more plant-based in your life? Mm -hmm. Well, unfortunately, just by uh, watching a lot of death early on in my life in my family, my grandmother, unfortunately, had breast cancer and my father had mm -hmm. lung cancer. And um, a few years later, my mother came down with breast cancer, but she, um, through the help of a friend, started juicing and smoothies yeah. and salads and re was able to reverse her cancer. And so by me seeing that, I was about maybe 21 at the time. And so yeah. by me seeing that that shifted something within me, I didn't quite know what was going on at that time, but um, it, I saw something. And then around 20, 27, 28, I started doing uh, just some more research and, and studying and realizing that, wow, there's something to this plant-based diet, you know, and there's something about the foods mm -hmm. that we're eating that's affecting the way that we feel, right? So... That's kind of how it all started, and it's been about, I guess, 20, 20, 20 years or so. <laughs> yeah, so now yeah. you're telling your age to everybody, okay. Yeah, it's I'm all good. Seeing... I feel good It's all good. It. It's all good. You know what? I was talking to somebody the other day, and it was a woman, and I was like, how old are you? And she kept dodging <laughs> as telling me. I don't understand. I don't understand that whole thing. I don't either. I don't either. I, what? I'm proud of my age. I, I think that aging yeah, is wisdom. Yeah. As you as you grow wiser and older, it's a it's a blessing. So that's just my take on it. You know. I mean, I tell everybody I'm 41. It's yes. awesome, man. It's I mean, awesome. I'm pumped about it. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> but you know, a lot of women they don't like telling people their age. I just don't get that. Yeah. Mentality. I don't no. either. I, I I haven't. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand it either. I'm proud of my age. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Well, San Francisco is. I think you know. I I've enjoyed the food scene there uh, when I visit and stuff. And I'm I'm fascinated by how cities change over time. Yep. And there seems to be a huge culinary scene uh, there. Actually, I was watching Chopped yesterday. Yeah. And uh, it was an all San Francisco special. So oh, really? The, yeah. It was all chefs from San Francisco. Wow. It was pretty good, actually. It was really good. I'll check that out. I, I don't, you know, I'm not a big TV person, I have to admit. I don't watch much TV, so I don't know what's going on out there. Well, you know what's funny? TV has changed. Yes. Because it's not necessarily TV. It's just like streaming okay. of different things. You know, it's like streaming behavior because <laughs> I don't know who watches like live TV anymore. I right. Don't know. Like my parents. <laughs> right. I mean, like my parents, too. They the TV. Every time I go over to their house, the TV is on like multiple TVs. I'm like, can you turn <laughs> some of these off? Like, geez. We need to have like three TVs on at the same time. I mean, literally, like, like my dad's in the garage, and then you come in the garage, and then there's one on in the kitchen, and then there's one. It's like, <laughs> my God. So, yeah. <laughs> it's TV Central, you know? But yes. <laughs> now it's all streaming, you know, Netflix. Right. And, you right. know, it's Hulu and all these things. It's uh, it's just a different, the world is changing very quickly. It, it is very changing. Quickly. And you got to keep up somehow, huh? You know what? I'm keeping up. I just bought it. Tesla. I definitely just bought awesome. a Tesla. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, I got the Model 3. And okay. 
telling you, a gas car is like driving a hundred-year-old car now. It's honestly, I'm gonna sound like an elitist here, but I was not super into electric cars, and then okay. my buddy got one, and I drove his Tesla Model Three. I said, "Whoa, this is like driving the future." Wow, really? So I haven't been in one. I haven't. I haven't been one. I've seen them, obviously, but I have not been inside of one. So tell me a little bit about it. Okay, you're about to. You're about to unleash the lion here. I gotta okay. unleash it, man. Okay, so here's here's the deal. Okay, the model the the Tesla. It's like um, it's like if you ever been. I don't know. Maybe a lot of people can't relate to this, but if you've been in a BMW, uh -huh. Porsche, Lamborghini, all those yep. BMW three series, everybody wants it because the handling. Yes. And it's really tight in the speed. Yep. Tesla Tesla is better than that. The handling what? and everything is better than a high-end luxury car, but it's electric. Wow. It's amazing. Okay. And now, go ahead, go ahead. How many how okay, how how long can you drive before you have to charge? Right. So, I had the the, uh, the Tesla Model 3 stand plus which goes about 212 miles before need that's so that's the range that it goes okay but you can get you can get like 240 300 depends on what love you I, I work remotely so I don't really have a desire to drive drive a ton of places right so right. it's easy for me I can okay. you know charge it in my garage and we're good to go no problem okay. like that okay and then if you're traveling long distance what do you just like map in where you're your checkpoints are for for recharge or how man, it's work? amazing you the the navigation is the best navigation i've ever seen in my life wow like they thought of everything literally in this car so you put in where you're going and it automatically maps where all the chargers are on the get route get out of here that is so cool yes it tells you when to stop oh my it's God. amazing you can't beat it it's and then the model you can drive across the country it's $35,000. It's $35,000 oh, yeah. yep. car. That's it. You can't beat it. And it's electric. Right? Okay. I mean, and I'm it's electric. Sold. So, listen, I mean, no, I got to tell you more. It's better than this. Okay. It's better than that. And the best part about it, too, is it has regenerative braking. and what? Which is really crazy because when, you know, when your regular car, when you take your foot off the gas, it keeps rolling, but you got right. to press the, the brake to stop it, right? Yep. Yep. And this one, you don't. Have to do that as soon as you take your foot off the accelerator, the car stops itself and starts it breaks here. itself. Darren, what? <laughs> yes, and it when it when it breaks itself, it it charges the car. Now you don't get wow. a lot of charge out of it. Okay, it's crazy. That is crazy, but it sounds amazing. It's literally amazing. I mean, everything's on a screen, and it's just like so cool. Literally, everything's automatic. You got the 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 roof is uh, glass. So you yeah. can see through the top of the roof, like the light, the stars and stuff. I oh, mean, that's yeah. like 3% of what I'm telling you about the car. It's... Oh, my God. So now you got to make me go down and take a look at it. At least yeah, you just gotta go, go look. I'm telling the minute you get in the car and you ride in it, you'll never want to even touch a gas car ever again. Ever. Oh, boy. Here it's we go. It's a piece of junk. It's a piece of junk. It's a piece of junk compared to the Tesla. Elon Musk said it. Elon Musk, I've been he goes, you know, the point is to make the car affordable. And honestly, yeah. you'd be crazy to consider getting a gas car yeah. once you get a Tesla. It's like almost insane to That's amazing. go back to a gas car. That's my do, rant. Do they take trade-ins? <laughs> yes. I tr yes. I traded in my Ford F-150 yes. gas guzzling car. And yeah. I got really good value. And I just 
crated it in. And, okay. You know, with the price. And you know the greatest thing is they'll deliver it to your house. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, you can't beat it, Darren. Awesome. I'm telling you, it's a. Uh, I'm into the sustainability. You know, yes. low carbon emissions, all yes. that stuff. Absolutely. And the Tesla, it's like, man. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's not a car. It's an experience. It's, it's like an ex- a lifestyle. Yes. And you know what? That's what life is all about. They say you got to have an experience in this lifetime, right? So there you go. Right. It's definitely not a car. Anybody who has a Model 3 and listens to this, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> and there's a big misperception about electric cars with people. And all these surveys of people say, oh, 60-some percent of people would never get an electric car. But they will also tell you they've never been in one. So how do they know? Right, exactly. Well, that's the, you know what? I experience that on a regular basis with people and their food choices. They, they tell me, oh, I don't want any of that. I can't have that. It's like, well, have you tried it before? And what's interesting about it is when you, when they try the food, you know, and they have the experience, because I'm a, that's, like you talk about the car, that's how I am with food, with my cooking. You you know, yeah. I am. I look forward to creating an experience for people where, when they taste the food, they're like, "Oh my God, I can't believe this! This is delicious!" So that's mm. how I. Yes. So I made these um, these raw vegan tacos the other day. Okay, let's and talk so, about it. Yeah, let's get into it. So it was. They were. I mean, you know, for those that are allergic to nuts, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but this is just kind of what it is. It was almonds, walnuts. Mm. Um, and so you put your almonds, your walnuts, you put a clove of garlic, some onion, bell pepper, cilantro, you put some cumin, sea salt, mm. garlic granules, and a little bit of salsa into your food processor, okay? And yes. then you, you chop that up in your food processor. And this takes, all of this takes maybe a 10 minute, 10 minutes, you know? And then you, you, you continue to season to taste, right? Because I, I do like to season my food with a lot of herbs. So you season to taste. And then once it's chopped up really good, it looks like the consistency of meat. And then you add that onto a, I use a brown rice um, tortilla shell. And then yeah. I top it with a little bit more salsa, some avocado, some um, spinach, and some tomatoes. And Darren, you talking about screaming screaming wow. yes you got to try it try it that sounds and delicious to, actually yes and to your audience i hope they try it as well raw vegan tacos raw vegan tacos that's what i'm talking about that yeah. sounds absolutely amazing making me hungry yeah and that's an experience right so that that's, that's an experience about, that's an experience absolutely <laughs> what do you think people's food experiences uh, well, I don't know. I was going to say some of this. It's going to sound stupid. <laughs> I was gonna no, say it, nothing but, is stupid. Say it. You know, you think a lot of people's food experiences are, how do you think that's shaped for a lot of people, their food experiences? Well, you know what? A lot of us grew up eating what our parents ate, right? And so right. it's limited. because I mean, unless, you're, unless you grew up with a family that kind of was very open or you, or you're, one of the family members were in, was into culinary, you kind of had basics. Yeah. So we, you and I grew up in an age where... I don't know about you, but for my parents, they were working. So there was a lot of yes. processed foods in yes. the home. Um, my father was a fireman, so he was home three days and he worked uh, four days or so. But he actually cooked. Those long shifts. Yeah, he had yeah. long shifts. But he was the – he would, he in his in his fireman camp or whatnot, he was the chef in there because everyone loved his right, cooking. Right, right. So right. we did have – I did grow up with actually home-cooked meals as well. There was a balance there. But – for the most part, there was a lot of processed food 
Twinkies, donuts, you know, processed <laughs> meat, you know, tur- <laughs> you know, that type of stuff. So unfortunately, you we didn't grow up with a, a experienced palate. And so for me, yeah. it wasn't until I, I began cooking on my own. And, and honestly, I have to be honest about it. It wasn't until I was in my early 30s, maybe about 30, 31, that I started getting serious about the foods that I ate and actually um, having the food experience myself. Because like I said, yeah. I, w- I would go and grab food from the from, from just anywhere. I was just grabbing food. And I, would, yeah. I was, thought that I was being healthy with it, right? But I just, I wasn't educated enough to know better. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, for, for me, it was very similar, I think, my mom did cook a lot. I would say mm-hmm. probably four days a week. Yeah, she cooked, um, and it was it was pretty good. And you know, I I would say for what she knew back then, it was pretty decent. Right, right. Um, so it was good. But you know, there's like, you know, you get the weird cube steak and stuff like that. Exactly. You know, it's like just really like tough meats and stuff. You know, it's just a weird time. It's because true. food isn't where it is now. You know? That's true. Exactly. Food is manufactured in a lot of, you know, and that's another thing where we're disconnected, right, from our food, um, from where it's made and how it gets to us. So we don't realize that a lot of our foods are made in manufacturing plants, right? So there's a lot of toxic chemicals that go into making the food now. Um, and I tell people, I tell my clients, and I tell, I do a lot of corporate cooking demos and um, clean eating workshops. And I just share with people, if when you're at the grocery store and you are, you know, walking down the aisles, you typically want to stay out of the middle aisles of the right. grocery store. When you when you get the packaged items and you turn it around and it has 50,000 ingredients in there that you can't pronounce, <laughs> that's usually an indication to put it down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and stay around the perimeter of the grocery store. That's where you can get your fruits and veggies are around the perimeter. If you're eating meats, you know, the, the meat section is in the perimeter. But I tend to um, tell people if you can have a local butcher or if you have someone in the area that maybe you can locally where you can get your meats instead of at the grocery store, that might be a better idea uh, for people if they're eating meats, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts about places, you know, like Whole Foods, things of that nature? I mean, <clears throat> um, look at that pause. Um, <laughs> that says it all. Okay, okay, okay. No, okay exactly. Never mind. No, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that you can you can go to the farmers markets. You for the for the price and because it's a great grocery store. I don't want to say anything negative about it. It's a great grocery store. It's a little pricey, but yeah. you can you can find alternatives in which you can buy better quality, so to speak, um, for better pricing. That that and that's what I'll say about that. I'm a farmers market person. Yeah. I like going there. I like touching my food and 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 connecting with the local uh, farmers in the area and just building relationships with them. Um, and you just know where you know where your food is coming from. You know where it's sourced yeah. and all that good stuff. So yeah, yeah. My wife is very much into that. She has, I would say, had a huge influence on our food. Good. Uh, now we don't. I wouldn't. I'm not going to sit here and tell you like I'm just like this amazing eater all the time or anything like that. Yeah. But yeah. I think that I I like to have a good time, a hangout, and uh, I would say 85 percent of the time, um, I know where everything I'm eating is coming from. Exactly. That's Another 15% huge, of the time, 
Well, yeah, you know, the fifteen percent of the time, I'm crushing pizza. I'm having some drinks, man. I'm having right. a good time. Right. You know, no, I'm really not worried about it, honestly. Absolutely. Um, but how, what do you say to like people in places who are in food deserts and their access is limited to those things? Yeah, that's a tough one there. Um, there was a gentleman, I forgot the gentleman's name. Um, he's out of Los Angeles and he spoke a lot about those food deserts. But what I can say is that if you have um, a home and you live in one of these food deserts, you can begin to grow your own food. I think that if the community was to come together, and I mean, I might be wishful thinking and, and living in La La mm-hmm. Land, but I really <laughs> feel like if people in the community came together and each person used their backyard as a grow as a growing area, you grow some tomatoes and I'm going to grow some peppers and you grow this and yeah. you grow that and you can come together and, and at the end of the month or after, you know, it takes three yeah. months for gestation or whatever then we can, right. we can, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like there's always a way, there's always a solution um, for every problem. There's a solution that exists at that exact moment. It's just a matter of everyone coming together and, and figuring it out. You know what I mean? I agree. No, I think there's, I think it's an awesome deal. I've, I've seen it in some documentaries where people are growing produce on top of roofs yes and stuff like that and that's really interesting to me it's just you know it's getting the community to come together and i think that's that's hard is communities are sometimes suffering with basic needs so they they have you know and violence and safety issues. exactly you know that's right no you're right you're absolutely right and it's sad however there are resources and there are ways to 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 go about it. I just feel like we have to come together as a community and figure it out, you know. Well, what are your thoughts about food culture and how it's being presented in terms of wellness in today's like social media land? Well, I think that the 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 landscape is shifting. I think people are becoming aware. I mean, it's a it's a slow process. Again, I've been living this way for a long time and I've been the the oddball out right you know one of those people uh-huh. where everyone's looking at you like you crazy you know and <laughs> what are you, what are you doing and why are you doing that but you know whatever yeah. I just stayed the course but I feel like people are now taking more control over what they're eating and how they feel because at the end of the day you are the only one that's able to know how you feel you have to go and regurgitate that to a doctor right so the doctors are great for being able to maybe help you figure out what may be wrong but a lot of what's wrong with a lot of us is just food and stress you know what i mean food and stress play a huge proponent in disease right so um learning and and learning it's not just self-care with taking baths and things of that nature. It's mental, it's mental health. It's how, what am I Mm -hmm. thinking about? What am I, you know, thoughts create things as they say, right? So if you, if you, if you have a lot of negative thoughts, the body cannot react in a stressed state all the time, right? It'll begin to break down. So, mm -hmm. well, you know this, right? As a, as a trainer, I'm sure that to your clients. Yeah. I think, um, you know, a lot of my educational training and then my, uh, observational experience and working in the business for a long time is, you know, for a lot of people, it's very difficult to have people make serious changes if they're not looking at the stressful aspects of their life. Mm-hmm. And everybody thinks about it and just, just like physical activity, nutrition, obviously things are important. Yes. Uh, you know, sleep's becoming a much larger component to people. Yes. Uh, but they don't look at that. The, 
the stress they have in their life is actually causing damage That's to right, them Aaron. physically. That's right. And, but it's a thing that people don't think about as this uh, tangible thing in their life. Well, that's because we weren't trained, right? Like we, there's yeah. a, the, the, the system wasn't, wasn't, um, set up to teach us about our bodies and how the, how the body works right. and all those things. I mean, literally I'm just now learning, you know, I, I, I study a lot. I, I don't know if you're familiar with David Avocado Wolf. No. Okay. David Avocado Wolf is a, is a, is is amazing, right? He just has a lot of information, and I, I, I like people that have more information than me, right? Because then I'm able right. to—it's knowledge transfer. You're able to take from someone else's experience. But he talks a lot about the body um, and the system, how the system was set up to not teach us, right? Because if we know, if we know better, then we do better. So if you don't right, know right. that you have so much control over the way, you know, just breathing, just breathing alone can can calm down the body just taking actual 10 breaths when you're when you're angry you stop right. and you breathe that in itself will will de-stress the body in in multiple ways right so little simple techniques that we're just not aware of um that can help us to to feel better you know yeah what do you think you've had to work on the most in your life to decrease the stress in your life um controlling what I'm thinking about and being mindful of what I'm thinking about. A lot of the times um, your programming of what you believe, what you believe um, may be the truth sometimes is not the truth. So having to reevaluate my belief system um, was the hardest thing. Like, Mm. um, you know, for example, I was talking with the person and, and I was sharing with her the grocery stores. Grocery stores are in the business to make money. They're not necessarily in right. the business <laughs> to They're not try to make you healthy. Man. Exactly. <laughs> you see what I mean? And so yeah. she was just like, no, but they wouldn't they wouldn't do that to us. They wouldn't. I'm like, um, <laughs> of course they would. Exactly. <laughs> so, business. you know, her belief system is stopping her from actually looking at the true picture of what's going on. And I think that happens with all of us. We get caught up in what we were told and it's hard for us to shift out of that belief system. So for me, that has been the, 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 the work that I'm, and I'm still working on it, right? There's a bunch of belief systems that I've had from childhood that I'm having to reevaluate and look at myself and say, "Mm, that may not be true, Denisha, you know, let's look at that again. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's a very um, interesting point of view and very, very heavy for a lot of people because mm-hmm. it was kind of like um, I look at it. I mean, this is going to sound controversial, but I think that's mm-hmm. the point of these shows to talk about it is if you look at we're coming up on an election season. Mm-hmm. And this isn't about who you vote for and stuff like that. It's like, oh, who should you? It's more about like many people vote based off of their generational allegiance. Yes. Yes. Or, okay. My they say their parents were Republicans or their parents were Democrats. That's right. They can never see themselves voting for somebody else because yep. that's just what they their family has done. Exactly. 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 Well, I know one thing. I I tend to stay away from the conversations of politics and religion. I right. tend to just stay muted. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I I've definitely. I, I don't attack people on it because I, I don't believe in that. I I yes. definitely have gotten my fair share of conversations about it. But I think people will talk to me about it because I'm very 
um, I'm very kind about it when I speak. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. denigrate people. You know, like I have plenty of clients. They want to talk to me about politics and this and that. And I have one guy. He's he's a super Republican. I mean, this dude is like yeah. hardcore. And yeah. he goes, he goes, oh, well, what is your party going to do? I'm like, what, what are you talking about? He goes, your Democratic <laughs> Party. I'm like, why do you think I'm a Democrat? Just because I'm black or something? Like, right. is that? Is that? And he started laughing, you know, we're chatting. And I was like, you don't know what I'm into. Exactly. I, like, I said, I will say this. I, I did not have a familial or generational voting plan growing up. Mm -hmm. My parents were like, hey, you know, it's more about who you think is best in your mind. Don't right. do it based off of what we think. Right. My parents were very good about that. Like, hey, be That's independent. Cool. Think about how do you think about these things? Actually, I was talking to my parents almost right before this podcast. Yeah. And we were we were talking about raising children. I have an eight-year-old daughter. Ah. And we were reflecting about my childhood. I'm yes. talking to my parents about this, both of them. Yes. And my mom was very tough. Yeah. Man, she was like a disciplinarian, but yep. she also showed a lot of love. Also. Yes. Yes. And I appreciated that. And I told her, I said, as an adult, I can appreciate that. And Absolutely. I evaluated that as I got older. Like, was that right? Was right. that the right thing? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. How, so your daughter is eight. Who's the disciplinarian in your home? Both of us. Good. Both of us. My yes. mother. My, my Sorry, my mother. My uh, weird complex there. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife and I are definitely very equal in that. I spend more time with my daughter just because of the nature I'm at home all the time. You're at home. Uh -huh. My remote work. But I think we're trying to raise her to be very... Um, independent about her beliefs and things of that nature Good. and yes. to, and, you know, if things change, they change, man. You know, yes. It's just, Absolutely. It's just the nature of things. You know, I would say That's my right. parents were basically two things they were very into for us, which was uh, having some spiritual belief uh -huh. and going to, going to college. Yes. And I think that was something they were very into and they did sway us a lot, but I also ended up making my own decisions on those too. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So, what did you study in school? I studied uh, kinesiology primarily kinesiology. and my okay. bachelor's and master's and then my doctorate in sports education leadership. Ah, okay. With an emphasis in like behavior modification mm. and exercise settings. Okay. Interesting. So, Very I like, cool. I like people. I like to know what they're thinking, how mm -hmm. they come to their decisions, mm -hmm. and which leads me to like why I like this podcast is I like to ask people like yourself, how did you come to this? How did you, how did food become such an integral part of your life? So that's my next question. How did this become such a huge part for you? Well, as I mentioned, you know, with watching a lot of people around me being sick um, yeah. and then doing the research and studying and realizing, you know, because you do have to go out there and find your way and you've got to figure out um, why is this happening? And so because there were people that were so close to me, um, mm -hmm. it was painful, right? So usually yeah. um, the way that we, we operate is big shifts typically come from an emotional, something that happens that's traumatically emotional, right? So for mm -hmm. me, that was a big shift for me. Um, but I, again, I was, I was ahead of the curve. I was out there kind of by myself. Well, I was in my, in my clique, in my circle. In I your was clique, out there. Yeah. yeah. There was obviously people, you know, that knew the information. I just wasn't privy to it. So I had, to, I was out there on the edge by myself trying to figure it out and trying to sway people. 
Um, and then yeah. I realized, you know what? You can't tell people what to do, Denisha, because I was like, you got to stop <laughs> eating that. Don't do that. You know, I'm you were that person. Huh? I was that person. Right. Yeah. Don't stop it. And so um, what happened for me was, is I realized, OK, you're not going to get anyone to change anything, Denisha. So let, let's let's reevaluate how you're communicating. So I started um, I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and learned mm -hmm. how to go about coaching people and talking with people and listening to people. Right. Instead of trying to tell them don't do that. That was the wrong way. And I just didn't know that. Mm -hmm. and, but in my heart, I just cared. I wanted people to, 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 to know that that was not good for them, but it just, yeah. it didn't, it didn't come off good. Right. So once I went <laughs> to IIN, um, and learned how to coach and communicate. And again, the key word there is listen to the client. Things begin to change for me and people begin to open up and begin to try and become more um, open in their, in, their, in their willingness to try new things, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. If you're hearing like cars behind us and stuff, I'm at the beach. Nice. And, uh, you know, sometimes I like to do these things from different places, just... You know, some people are like, don't have different sounds, cars going past. I'm like, who cares? I'm like, I love I'm going to enjoy. I'm looking out at the islands right now. Yes, the indeed. Water. You wow, can't beat man. it. You can't some beat it. Some dudes out here crabbing right now. I mean, it's yep. awesome, man. It's awesome. You living that good life, Darren. <laughs> I'm living the good life right now. I'm definitely. <laughs> yes, you are. But, you know, when you, you, you make up, you make an interesting point uh, because it's it's very similar in almost anything. Once you tell somebody don't do that. Yep. It, they have a very uh, defensive reaction. Immediate. Yep. Immediate, right? It's not the way to get yep. to people. It's really not. And I have to learn that the hard way. You have to just share information um, and allow people to come to their conclusions at their point of time, whenever it's right for them. And I have, a, you know, I have some girlfriends of mine who I have been, we have been going at it for years, just years. I mean, you know, in a jokingly, <laughs> lovingly way. Yeah. And yeah. Um, they're finally, they're finally getting it. And, you know, I have a, um, another girlfriend of mine, and this is, this is difficult because she's, she's in the process of possibly about to lose a limb. Um, right. Due to something that's preventative. Right. Um, right. And so it's, it's, these are, these are the hard truths of diet that they can, you can, you can lose a limb. She's diabetic, you know, yeah. just by, a sh you, you know, drinking sodas and, and too much sugar, yeah. it affects the body. And so she, she, it's, it's, it's not a good situation. And, and I don't, I don't, I, I haven't said much to her about it because there's I, I don't know what to say at this particular point. She's got to kind of right, right. go through this process. But when when she comes out of it, I'm going to offer my services and, and free of charge yeah. and to just I, if you need anything, I'm willing to cook you whatever you want, you know, whatever you yeah. need. Yeah, because it's it's really diet diet related. So, wow, that's very difficult. Yeah. You know, it's. You know, we, I think we face similar challenges in different fields. I know for me, like with exercise, and I always tell young trainers, I'm like, you, you can't go up to people and say, you're doing that wrong. Right. Or you need to work with me. Right. You know, this, it's really just creating relationships with people. You're planting seeds. That's right. And, and it may never come to fruition. And you got to yes. be okay with that. Yes. You know? 
What's your way when, when you're working with clients? How do you communicate to them that they may need to try it differently or that approach is not? How do you, how do you communicate that? I think for me, um, you know, it's funny. I almost kind of get in the zone with people as I just try to communicate that I care about them, that yes. they're important to me, that yes. I just, I just listen. And, um, I almost yeah. kind of feel like the way is not going towards the way you think they're supposed to go mm-hmm. in some mm-hmm. sense of the, like almost kind of like when, when I'm training somebody or they're re- first starting with me, I'm just trying to create a good, positive, trust-based relationship. Yes. Or, or even if they're not workers with me yet, I just try to talk to them. Yes. And, you know, let's build a friendship together. Let's chat. Mm-hmm. And hey, no pressure. Even if you never want to work with me, yep. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yes. No big deal. Right. You know, right. I just yep. want to be another good person in your life. And, and eventually people see that and they may or may not come to that decision. But at least on the end game, they know that somebody cared about them and wanted that's a genuine right. relationship with them. Oh, that's a fa- that's amazing. Yep. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, it's just the we, we forget the human element of it. Yeah. With people. Yep. You know, your friend is diabetic. It's like you could tell this person all this knowledge that you know and yeah. you should be doing this. People are just going to make mistakes sometimes, man. That's they it. Just, yep. They're going to fall. And sometimes it's not your job to be killing yourself for somebody who's never going to, who's not going to listen to you. I mean, it's. Absolutely. I learned that the hard way. I was in a, um, a relationship with a, a gentleman about, about uh-huh. 10 years and he, ate poor, you know, and, um, I, I would, you know, he just would, I would introduce things to him. He would turn his nose up and, but eventually over a period of time. And as I continued to put things in front of him and he, he, he decided to try them, he would, he, he started to open up. He started to lose the weight. He started to feel better. Right. And he was just like, Oh my God. And I was like, exactly. You know, you, and thank you for being open you know, and thank you for yeah. trying it. So you, you know, I think uh, thanking people as well and letting them know that that's a huge step um, in what you're doing. You know, you're you're taking some some um, taking care to to move forward and learn some new things about yourself. Those are huge. You know, I think. It's very huge. And I think, you know, we get caught up in educational aspects of learning about the hard science of things, you know, whether it's food science, nutrition or kinesiology or mm-hmm. whatever it may be, um, pathology. Yep. But what and in a sense, you need to know that. But what to me, the greater thing is understanding how humans behave. Yes. That yep. needs to be central yes. to any business. How do human and you think I'm a human? Yep. I know how people behave. No, you don't. No, you don't. You, you, you don't know how other people behave. You have That's to right, really Aaron. study it and learn how do people behave? How, what are their, do they have an attachment complex? Yes. Or do, is it that their trauma, is there a lot of trauma yes. in their life that they've experienced? You know, Absolutely. What's their relationship with their mother and their father? Yes. What's the, you know, there's so much that shapes our behavior. I need to mm. learn. 
man about human behavior absolutely that's right <laughs> that was another thing that i learned through the the iin is just paying attention to the human behavior and and why people do what they do and again it's asking questions and it's be, and listening to people what i've also learned is just actually sitting back and listening to people and allowing them to share that is healing and therapeutic for people just right there just giving a person an hour of your time just to talk because they don't have anyone to talk to you know what i mean um no one's listening so yeah yeah (laughs) well there's there's so much uh literature out there about how you know people are lonelier than ever at this point which is sad it is sad you know, I, I hate when people are lonely and they feel no connection, even though they have all we have all these devices that connect us. We're very disconnected. Yeah. Extremely well, yeah, they, lonely. They're devices. And that's the problem. You know, you get out there <laughs> and you've got to have the human human interaction. It's real. I'm an introverted person by nature. I mean, it doesn't appear no. that way. I know it does that's not appear they, that way. It does not appear that way. Well, I am. And so I have to, um, you know, I can be around friends and then I have to go and get away and recluse. Right. I may need a few minutes just to be by myself and kind of recharge because it's it's important for me um, and to keep my energy levels high to be around different people because different people and their energy affects you. Well, it affects me. I don't know about you, but it affects me big time. (laughs) It definitely affects me. Yeah, it definitely affects me. I mean, I think. Anytime you're in a business where you're serving people regularly. Yes, 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 yes. Yep. You know, there's an energy drain on there. That's right. And uh, you got to be careful about that. That's right, Darren. Yep. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you about this. One of the things when I reached out to you that caught me on your LinkedIn profile was this this kind of stationary bike and blending thing. <laughs> And yes. this is something I think everybody was, I was like, people got to know about this. This is, yes. this is so t- t- take, take me inside this. Okay. So we have something called the pedal powered smoothie bar where we blend smoothies on our bike blender. So there's a stationary bike and you put the blender on the, on the top and you pedal and it actually will blend a smoothie. And so <laughs> this thing is absolutely, I mean, we, and as we talk about, right, we talked about experiences, that's exactly mm-hmm. what we bring. So we bring an experience to your wellness fair or your health fair or your corporate picnic or whatnot. And people have right. an opportunity to, let alone not just try a smoothie because you'd be amazed how many people have never had a smoothie before. And you're like, what? But <laughs> it's just, it's just not part of their really. Oh my God. I'm shocked. That's sometimes. surprising to me, honestly. It's huge. And, and so, you know, we're giving an opportunity for you, first of all, to try a smoothie with greens in it, right? Because we, we make ours with the fruits and the veggies. Um, yep. And then you're, you're, you're having an opportunity to ride a bike, um, to make your smoothie. So you first, you've tried a smoothie. First of all, you're riding a bike to make your smoothie. And what mm-hmm. that does for whatever reason, it, 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 people just light up. They're like, Oh my God, this is amazing. I mean, and I, and I know because that was my first reaction when I got on it, I was like, mm-hmm. if I feel this way and I'm like, Oh my God, I know other people are going to feel that way. So that's kind of what happened for me, I've had this amazing feeling of people will love this. And I took that opportunity um, and that experience and created um, the Pedal Power Smoothie Bar. Wow. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. We've been 
we started, I started, I did my first event um, in 2014 and um, it's been rocking and rolling ever since. And each year it's growing as I, as I become more, cause you know, I've, I'm, I come from corporate America, right? I come from, um, yeah. I worked at UC Berkeley for many of years and learning how to be an entrepreneur and learning how to build my business and learning how to get it out there. Those have, it's a step-by-step process, right? But I'm thankful that every year I'm growing and evolving. So the business is growing and evolving. So it's a. So is there basically like a menu of smoothies that you have that people can choose from? So actually what I do is I take our top two and I, you know, depending on the event, right? It depends on which company I'm going to or kind of the, the, the lay of the land there. But I take our top two and which are our, um, we have a mango delight, which is mango pineapples. We put some spinach. I put a few, um, a uh, little bit of ginger in there just to kind of mm-hmm. give it that spice. Um, and then we use coconut water. Or if those that don't want the, because, you know, coconut water is, to me, I love coconut water, but people just may want spring water. Um, Right. You know, something simple. But I try to keep the recipes kind of simple because people are kind of coming into a smoothie. I can't start adding hemp seeds and all, you know, the (laughs) the stuff, chia seeds. You're like, no. Yeah, they're looking at me like, um, so I keep it simple, right, for those coming in. And then those that want to work with me and go further and go deeper into the cleansing aspect of it, then we start creating smoothies for for them, right, and and putting in... um, different types of greens instead of the spinach you might want to try some arugula or some dandelion greens which are good for detoxing right so yeah it just depends on the person but for the companies i kind of keep it simple neutral and basic you know wow that's so how many bikes do you bring normally to these events so it depends on the amount of employees. So we have a few huge ones coming up um, where we there probably about 800 people. We'll bring between three to four bikes um, for mm-hmm. those events. And, you know, for your smaller groups, one bike is enough because it takes about maybe 20 seconds to blend a smoothie. Um, uh-huh. And so it doesn't take long, but, you know, you're, 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 you're pedaling fast. You're getting your heart rate up. So you'll have a few minutes of exercise, right? Then yeah. You can get a smoothie. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Wow, that's pretty. So do you travel just mainly around San Francisco? Is that kind of the hub at this point, the area? Yep. At this point, uh, we are all around the Bay Area. We go up to Sacramento. We do all of Silicon Valley, San Francisco, um, Santa Cruz even, right? And so Mm -hmm. that's kind of been the hub. I've had some companies in Los Angeles, and that's what I'm trying to figure out now is how do I get this to the, the next place because I've got people interested in our services um, in the Los Angeles area, but I'm here in the Bay. So I've got to figure out how to make that happen. I don't, I'm, I'm into solutions, right? There's, there's, there's yeah. a solution. <laughs> I just haven't figured there's it out. There's definitely yet. a solution because, you know, the wheels are turning in my head right now. Yes. Well, I'm, keep I'm them going. Like, Man, how do you get this other places? I, I know of some places that would think this would be fantastic, yes. but they're not they're not near you exactly but so it's how do you expand that that's right uh beyond that because uh, okay. light way to having smoothies and things of that nature you know exactly exactly it's a, it's a go ahead i'm sorry i'm sorry, up sorry. A little i was going to say yeah i know i noticed uh, you know it does this sometimes eh, yes you know. Yeah, it's not it's not perfect. We're not perfect. You know, that's right. 
Well, what, what about juicing? What's your deal about juicing? Do you, do you, what's your thoughts about that? I think juicing is great. Um, I think that it, it provides you an opportunity to, I mean, you're, you, you miss the fiber though when you, when you juice, right? But it, it, it right. still gives you an opportunity to try get things into your system and into your bloodstream. So I think juicing is great. Um, I have a juicer, you know, I, I, I'll juice mm-hmm. maybe some apples, some beets, some kale, you know, some celery, and I'll make a, a, a juice like that. But it, I, I smoothies, smoothies are a little bit easier and easier to clean up. So I kind of yeah. swayed more so into the smoothie world myself. Yeah. Do you well, juice? What, no, I don't juice. Yeah. Um, I have some smoothies here and there. I just, I, I watch stuff. I see yes. what's going on, right? So when I lived in Las Vegas, like a year and a half ago, I moved from Las Vegas up here, and I was there for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I noticed the last three years I was there, I was there juicing had literally exploded. Mm. There's like a juicing bar everywhere wow. in Las Vegas. What? And now they're they're in the casinos and everywhere now. What? And I start thinking, is this gonna last? It's just, mm. just my, my thought, you know, like I, I, it's not, I'm not, I'm not saying like I'm against it. I'm for it. I'm just, I just asked the question. That's mm-hmm. all. Is it going to last? Is it going to really connect with your average consumer that they want to get this all the time in a casino? Or in a- you, know? <laughs> you know, like really? And then, then the cost, then there's the cost aspect of it is, you know, I was going to this place, uh, that this juicing place in Las Vegas and I thought it was really cool. And, uh, you know, I had them come up for an event at our club that I was running there. But mm-hmm. the pricing was so high. It was yes. so expensive. Yeah. And I thought, man, you're going to price yourself out of this, this yeah. opportunity, you know? What was he charging? It was like $16, $17. For yeah, I mean, it was crazy, man. Now that yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, and it's probably because it's of of where he was sourcing. I mean, organic vegetables—they're not cheap, right? So it's it's not. He, you know, he, you know, I don't know. I, I, it's not. It's not. It seems outrageous to me. It was a little high. Yeah, that's high. (laughs) You can't price yourself out of stuff, you know. Right. You got to get started first, huh? (laughs) If if you want to, if you want something to gain, like large, like uh, reach critical mass with people, it can't be super expensive. You You're just right. can't. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yep. You got to figure it out. Yep. That's why I love the Tesla. I'm going ah, back to the Tesla. You good? $35,000, Model 3, and most cars are right in that price rate. The average price for a car is $36,000 in America. That's true. You can get a car for $35,000 that's 10 billion times better than a gas car. That's why right. wouldn't you consider it? That's why wouldn't you consider that? We need to get you as a spokesperson because Elon Musk would love you, Darren. Tesla, pay me. <laughs> Tesla, pay me. I will go to the end of the earth to talk about Tesla. I promise you. <laughs> and my, all my friends that have Teslas are the same way. They literally, I had a buddy call me literally. This was like a week ago. He called me and we talked for 45 minutes. I'm not joking entirely about our Teslas. Are, literally, are you the entire, serious? Nothing about families. What? Nothing about a jet, all Tesla. What color is your car? It's black. You have a black, and, and it, is the and, interior black or is it? Interior is all black on black, baby. Black it's on like, black. I call it the black menace. The black. <laughs> I roll out of my garage, I feel like $2 million, man, when I roll out of there. You know what's funny? Because, you know, a lot of people don't have them. So when you ride around in it, people come up to you like, 
is that a Tesla? Yeah. Like they, they think you're rich or something like that. I'm like, no, it's like cheaper than your car. <laughs> like it's, you know, that's it's, awesome, it's like man. a mythical creature. It's you know? true. Yep. Yep. It's but, true. you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to get into that here. It's not about that. But I mean, you know, I love talking about it. But <laughs> if you want people to juice and do all this stuff, it can't be super expensive. I got you. No, you're absolutely right. You've got to make it affordable for people. It's true. And yep. that's the problem is that you get very low end food choices at fast food places that yes, cost nothing. Exactly. And, and therein people are making lies monetary the choices. Yep. Therein lies the rub, right? Because you're thinking that you're you're saving money, but in the end, you're actually yeah. causing more damage, right? Um, you are. And so that's what I tell people. I mean, I do say it's worth making the investment on what you're eating now so that you don't have to pay for it in the future. Right. With your with your health. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. And I think people just default to stuff. You know, I think one of the hardest things is traveling. Sometimes you never know you travel you go on a plane and you go to airports, at least San Francisco, at least the SFO there. I like Mm -hmm. you. Yeah, they have good food choices. They definitely do. I am big on making my own stuff. Like I, when I travel, I'm going out of the country again. Happy cow, right? Happy cow. Will get happy you cow. But, but um, I, sh- I need to be a spokesperson for them. Seriously, you popping this happy cow I'm here? You, I know. I need to reach out to them and say, pay me. But um, pay me, happy pay cow. Me. No, but I uh, I tend to make a lot of my own stuff when I'm traveling, right? Because it gets expensive when you're when you're traveling through the airport. You can spend fifteen, sixteen dollars on a salad, you know, and it's like I That's can make true. my own salad, right? So I'll, I I tend to I'll bring um I'll make like like for example those vegan tacos, or I'll make like a chickpea wrap. I'll bring a salad. I'll bring some fruit. You know, I'll bring some nuts, mixed nuts, you know. And then yeah. um, when I get to the airport, I use I have my my water bottle there and I'll fill up my water bottle because a, a, a thing of water is like five dollars. It's like I know that's crazy, here. isn't it? That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. You know, I, I definitely subscribe to a lot of what you're doing. I said personally, like we were in Yellowstone National Park a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And for anybody who's been there, the food is awful what? inside the park. It is literally awful. Oh, it's disgusting. Man. Oh, that's You know, awful. it's like your standard processed food. It's really just, it's very tourist ready food. Yeah. And yeah. it's notoriously bad. It's for such a beautiful place, you would think yeah. you do a much better job. Wow. So we always stay in Bozeman and we always okay. go to the food co op mm. uh, there. And we always get food from the food co-op and we eat our lunch from the co-op while we're driving in the park. We'll stop and have a nice. picnic with yes. the food co-op food. It's really delicious. What and, do they have at the food co-op? You know, it's all like locally sourced food. Okay. Um, all from like Montana ranches and stuff like that. Okay. And you know where the food's coming from. And it's so yes. delicious. That's um, cool. And um, so we, we've been going for years. And so now our big thing is we stop and support the food co-op. Nice. And we get our lunches and our food from there. And they, they make some amazing killer food. I mean, at the hot nice. bar, it's pretty good stuff, man. Okay. You know? I've never been to Yellowstone. Uh, I need to make it a priority because I hear it is absolutely beautiful. <sighs> yeah. Alicia, I'm telling you, if you like nature. Yes. I feel, I'm, I feel like I'm going to go on a Tesla rant again. This is a <laughs> Tesla-like rant. 
Yellowstone <laughs> National Park. It may be one of the greatest places on the planet Earth. Wow. I mean, I mean when do you actually see herds of animals migrating across plains unless you're in Africa? Right. I mean, right. This, right. This happens in Yellowstone. I mean, wow. it's... It's, you know, grizzly bears. I've seen grizzly bears what? eating deer carcasses and stuff. I mean... Wow. Like, ant huge antlered elk, uh, bison herds migrating, just coming down mountains just wow oh swans uh foxes oh just, my god oh man it's just like you know and then there, it's geysers there's geysers everywhere yes. it's the most volcanic place basically geyser the most geysers in the world are in yellowstone are in yellowstone and yellowstone is, I'm, oh. gonna, I'm gonna go there now you did made my made me piqued my interest there so i'm gonna make it a priority. you need to get a tesla and you need to go to yellowstone <laughs> <laughs> I like Tesla so much. When I pay this one off, I'm getting another Tesla. I'm getting rid of her. I'm going all in. I'm getting. I'm going to rent the solar roofs from uh, from uh, Tesla. Yeah. I'm going all in on Tesla. The solar roofs. My God. Yes. I'm a big sustainability person. A lot of people don't know that about me. That's fantastic. You can't beat it. I've never heard of a, a, a solar uh, a car roof before. Didn't even know that existed. Yeah, there's a whole bunch out there that's yep. that's literally like there's a lot of good people trying to do amazing things to help yes. the environment. Yes. And, you know, I've been into composting forever. Yes. Uh, yes. Love that. Yep. Yep. Just really my wife, to credit my wife, she's she's been on the cusp of this stuff forever. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I must say, women are women are. I think women are way more keyed into this. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna put it out there. I think women are way more keyed into this. All this stuff, man. Oh well, I can slap you a high five on that, my brother. So I bet I'm. That's true. <laughs> Guys are idiots when it comes to this stuff half the time, man. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah. What? What? What was that? You don't wanna? Huh? Huh? <laughs> you let me say it, okay? Exactly. I'll say it. <laughs> Guys are idiots about this stuff. It's like, oh, 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 oh compost, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, oh my God. recycling, putting things oh, in the right thing. In the right yeah, bin. Just, right. Right. You know, my my wife taught me all of that. I don't I, I don't know really any guys that do any of that stuff. They're just like, oh, whatever. You, know? you are ahead of the curve, my friend. Well, thank goodness for your wife. I got lucky. She's like so passionate about it. Yes. It's, like, oh, it's a little over the top sometimes. <laughs> you know, sometimes I don't want to put this particular thing in here. And I'm like, I really don't want to do this. You know? Right. <laughs> but she's going to go behind you and take it out. So, oh my gosh. She'll yeah, get on yeah. me about it and stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of rules here. I'm like, it's... what are we doing? I'm like, you know. <laughs> yes, we live in a rule based society. I kind of don't like it, you either, know? but it is what it is. Well, you know, I think it's a good thing to be to be doing these things, you know, yeah. and, you know, we, we're planting, we plant, uh, you know, produce and all that stuff. And That's good. It's really neat, you know. Good. And you're teaching your daughter these things, too, right? So you're teaching yes. her. Yeah. See, so you can't beat it. You're, you're raising an amazing human. You're doing a great job. 
that's that's the point hopefully is to raise other good human beings and you know not perfect i don't she can't be of perfect. course I don't want yeah her to be perfect right you know right i want her to i want her to have fun enjoy life but you know yeah but she's got a good foundation right like you're giving her some information that some children don't have right so she's learning how to grow food she's learning about composting she's learning about recycling those that's important in the in the society that we have right now we've got a lot of stuff going on you know and you're you're helping to to alleviate that so it's a blessing and she knows about the tesla big time and she knows about <laughs> so 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 <laughs> she's sitting in the lap of luxury this is wonderful yes yeah you're doing yes. great work my actually friend. i told her i said we got this car because one it's pretty cool and two it's there's no emissions there's no you know it's yes. zero emissions we're not contributing yeah. to you know carbon emissions the carbon in the environment yep Yep, and, she, and so she's gonna grow up knowing about electric cars and that. Yes. You have one. She's gonna want one when she gets older. She's absolutely you know? well. You know, I think you're 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 again you're ahead of the curve here, right? But I believe, and I don't know, but the way that it's going, I think that eventually the the, the gas cars are going to be obsolete. You know, just like the uh, the A track tape players and the CDs and things of that nature now. Uh, I think cars will start moving towards that direction. So I think so. Well, you, you're totally right. I mean, think about when there was like, um, you know, DVDs are pretty much exactly you know, who, who buys DVDs, you know, right, right. VHS, VHS to DVDs. Right. 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 Uh, remember when your phone remember was uh, what was it? Um, the iPod. Yep. The iPod. That's exactly. where you held all your music. Exactly. Right? Now it's on your That phone. got killed by the phone. The phone exactly. killed the iPod. That's right. So electric cars are going to kill gas guzzling cars. Now, it so may, may take a while because there's also only 1% of the actual buying market is electric cars. Yep. But it, it takes innovators and leaders. Yes, Just like does. in food. Just exactly. Just like in food or fitness. That's you need right. people who are going to approach it in the right way. That's right, Darren. And get people to change their minds. And changing That's people's right. mind is very difficult. To it's do. very difficult, but you keep you stay the course, and it eventually it happens, right? It it really does. Well, it's like you—you you had to strike out on your own and yep. say, "Hey, I'm going to be the person on the edge initially." Oh yeah, and I got—you know—I was ridiculed. I was—I was talked about, and really, I mean, oh what? I would go eat with people, and they'd be like, "Oh, there she go again with that rabbit food," and oh, there she go, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what are you eating? Salads again? What is this? Exactly. Well, and then it's so funny because now these same people, these same people are all in my plate. What's that, girl? What you got? <laughs> that look good, you know? It's crazy. Ooh. <laughs> you know, things come around. You got to be willing to stick your neck out early and wait. Yes. Out, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've always been the the black sheep, the weirdo, I guess, so to speak, of, yeah. of, of just my, my, my family and my friends. So I'm kind of used to being in this space and, and navigating the terrain, if you will. It just is what it is. It is. It's, it's who I am and what I'm here to do. And so I'm doing the work. Right. So it's all good. I love that. I love Love that. I, I definitely identify with you. And I think on some level, like, you know, it's funny. I, my daughter, she's a little beautiful black girl. Yeah. And she, you know, we go to Yellowstone. There's, there's no other black people there. I'm telling you this right, right. now. You go there, right. you're going to be by yourself. You go there. <laughs> and me and my daughter, we're the only ones there every time. And I, but I, t and you know, I don't make a big deal out of her or anything, but yeah. 
I want her to recognize that you don't have to be of a certain ethnicity to go certain places. You Absolutely. Know? Oh, yeah. The world is your oyster. You can do whatever you want to do. I mean, you know, I've traveled around the country and I've been to a lot of places and I'm usually one of the only black people that is there as well. Right. And of so, course. and you're, you're getting the looks, you're getting the stares and you just learn to, um, you turn it off, you tune it off. It is what it is. I can't change yeah. this. So is this what <laughs> it is? is? This is what it's going to be. So whatever. It's right? what it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. And it's all I good. I never forget. Man, I love that. I totally, totally love that. I mean, it's just it's just a mentality. Like one time I was in Iceland and I got on the bus system there. Uh-huh. And, you know, in Iceland, there's no brothers in Iceland. It's oh, just, nah. I mean, hey, nah. this, this ain't happening. Nah. So I show up there. I must have looked like a unicorn or something. <laughs> I got on this bus. Everybody turned around yep. and literally stared at me the entire bus ride, <laughs> just staring at me. And I look right back at them. Absolutely. In their eyes. Like, hey, y'all. Right. <laughs> and my wife is white and she goes, uh, yeah. we adopted our daughter and Aww. she, and she, yeah, and we wanted, that was like a big thing for us. But so we're on this bus trip and my wife goes, why are they staring at you like that? I said, you know, these people have never seen anybody like that Right. Before. Exactly. It's amazing, huh? It's a trip. Yeah. It really, really is a trip that people don't, uh, I, I I don't, I don't, yeah, it's, I am baffled by it sometimes. It's just like, what is the big deal here? You know, but it is, you know. It's, it's just how it is, you it's know. Just it's just how it is. Yep. It's just the nature of things. And I, I plan on taking my daughter to Japan next year. Oh my God. That's where we went. I went to Japan. We went to, um, Ooh. we went to Kyoto and we went uh-huh. to Tokyo and that was an amazing, and the food, now you talk about the food, happy cow. Once again, wow. you get happy cow there too. Everywhere, every, every place that I go, happy cow, you can put Cambodia in Cambodia, we use wow. happy cow and found amazing vegan food. I'm trying to tell you. Are you serious? What? I'm telling you. <laughs> happy, um, cow. happy cow is oh. the bomb. It's a, it's an app. Wow. And all you got to do is download it onto your phone. And when you get out the country, you just put in, you know, it, it'll allow you to say if you want vegetarian or if yeah. you want vegan, and then you can just kind of, it'll filter it for you. And you just go, you know, you get into their uh, their their systems, whether lifts or whatever they have there, and you go. It's just like being here in the wow. States. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, so you got to tell me about Japan at some point, because uh, I've never been. Okay. And I wanted to go, because one of my clients was like, you have to go to Japan. Yeah. You just have to go. So you had a positive experience, obviously. I did. I had a great time. Yeah. I prefer Kyoto over Tokyo because mm-hmm. Tokyo is like another major city. And and, and, and I'm actually, to be honest with right. you, I'm over any big city, right? Because this is where I'm from. I'm from big city, San Francisco. Yeah. So, you know, you've seen tall buildings everywhere and, and it's just kind of <laughs> like, ah, you know, I mean, you know, it's cool to go and have the experience. But Kyoto, in my experience, was just more quaint and um just more culture in my experience, right? Again, city life is city life. But when you go outside of the city and you start um, going into some of those uh, temples and yes, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Have you been to Thailand or anything at all? I've been to Malaysia. You've been to Malaysia. Um, I went okay. to Kuala Lumpur and that was very eye opening. Okay. I went there. Okay. It was crazy because I saw the old aspects of it. Yes. It was pretty amazing. But I yeah. just keep being told like Japan's pretty close from where I 
would go from obviously from you too is pretty like you'd probably get a straight shot there right yeah from, uh, yes yeah. exactly we did from san francisco mm-hmm. right so i can go from seattle pretty much Absolutely. a straight shot yep you know yep and i just think it'd be neat for my daughter to go to a place like that as like a oh, yeah. nine-year-old kid for sure experience that you know oh yeah see you are really you're doing good work my friend i'm telling you when, but hey. by exposing her and opening <laughs> up her eyes to see new cultures at that age is uh, i was i was 19 before i moved went out the country right i my first right, trip right. out of the country i went i was i went to jamaica and you know at 19 you're still young enough and but that that experience opened up my whole world. And that's when I began traveling, you know, it was just kind of like, are you serious? Cause you know, you're, you're, you only know what you know. And until you have a different experience and you realize there's so much out there to learn and to see and the food, the jerk. I mean, at that time I was eating meat, right? So <laughs> chicken. Woo, you talk about some good food, mm. man. Oh yeah. Mm. yeah. I love some jerk chicken. <laughs> I'm definitely eating meat still and I'll crush it. <laughs> I love yes. it. I love it. I grew up around the world, military yes. family, so I was used ah, to traveling outside nice. the country. But yeah. we were kind of my parents weren't going anywhere unless it was through the military, you know. Yes. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. wanted to take it to some far, yeah. far off places, like we've been Iceland, a lot, you know, and different parts of Europe. And so now I want okay, I want to get to that Asian culture a little bit oh, more, yeah. you know, like I yeah. want to experience that. Yeah. Oh, you're going to love it. You have to go, um, you have to try to Vietnam. So I'll tell you for me, um, that's kind of, I, we had a, my, my travel buddies, I have a couple of them and, and we, for about three years, we just hit Asia back to back to back just so wow. that we can have a experience. And so this coming up, uh, travel season, we'll probably start hitting up some South America countries. Right. And, oh. and just kind of, yeah, yeah. So wow, you're doing it. Who are you talking about me? You're doing it. <laughs> I'm out wow. here trying to figure it out, man. I okay. Just, yeah, I'm figuring it out. Wow. So when I go to Japan, I'm going to start planning this trip like January to go. Like, okay. you know, I got to go based off a children's schedule, like a child schedule, you know, yeah. school and stuff. Yeah. I just can't go yeah. anytime I want to go, you know. But I know. I know. You know, but I will definitely want to get, I want to get some advice from you on where okay. to stay and all that stuff. Okay. And, Okay. The whole deal, because I uh, this is like a bucket list trip for me. It's like a big deal for me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! You're gonna have a ball. You are gonna have wow. a ball. It's an amazing place. Yep, yep. Well, and you I know, we. You mean go for it? Go say what you're. Well, with the baby, say? like you said, you'll you'll have to have a different kind of schedule, right? Because you yeah, you want yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't sound yeah. so excited. You know, no, you know. Okay, so here's the thing with me. Like. I love to go to new places. I love to drink at bars and hang on stuff. I can't oh do any of that. Oh my god! Okay, now see that that if the mom, if your if your wife is going, then then great. You might be able to leave the baby she with is, her because yeah. okay, well then perfect because there and and I'll have to figure out where we were, but in um in Kyoto they have these like up and down the streets, there's just like these bars, right? Like little, yeah. you know, three or four people can fit into, I, I don't know what, what this is about. I mean, but I thought it was the coolest thing. They're little small, little bars where only maybe four mm -hmm. or five people can sit in there and they're up and down the street. So you just pop in one and you pop out to the next, you know, but mm. they're super cute. So I'll have to find out 
where we were and I'll and I'll shoot you that information. You know, if you if you're oh, into drinking man. like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I def I'm a big I'm a big drinking connoisseur. <laughs> I'm not a big I'm not I'm big. I'm telling you, I, I have a bar in my house. Yeah. I have a bar. Yeah. yeah. I love mixology. It's a very passionate. Oh, well, that's side cool. hobby of mine makes all hugely into the ingredients, all fresh ingredients. Oh, yeah. I really like yep. to experiment with that stuff. Um, You're going to love it then. And then the music, um, they have the, you really? know, the, oh my God. Yeah. They, they're Are you into, serious. Oh man. What? So the few places that we did go, um, there was a, we sat in there, literally we sat for hours just because the music was so good and the food was delicious. And you know, once if mm. here's the, here's the, the, the secret to keeping people happy, good food, good wine and good music and good company. <laughs> if you have all of those things, you can sit for hours in one place and not move, That's true. you know? Oh yeah. Yep. That's true. I've been in many bars in my life where I've been in there 12 hours. No, don't worry about it. I, I've definitely been dragged out of places. Uh, <laughs> well, so I tell you what, I've learned something in our talk today. And I yes. want the listeners, I'm going to wrap this up with, you better get yourself a damn test. You better go to the Yellowstone Park. You better try Happy the, Cow. You know, pedal-powered, pedal-powered biking. Yes. Happy Cow. Yeah, and you get your ass to Japan. Okay, there you go, and there and there it is. That was it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. That's Dan. the summation. Awesome. I had a really good time talking with you that, today. That's awesome. Thank Me you too. so well, much. It's been a pleasure, and yes. uh, let's connect again soon. Okay. Absolutely. You have a great day. All right. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye now.